What's up, Lions? For as little as $5 a month, you can help this show to grow while also getting access to our exclusive Pride content, which includes shows like Conspiracy Corner, Degenerate Gamblers, Special Interviews, Lions of Liberty Roundtables, and much, much more. So check that out. Help us grow at lionsofliberty.com forward slash support. I don't know if these dictators wake up at night and they're sh- you know, shaking and <laughs> oh, shivering. They definitely know who he is. They get a Michael Bolton. They have intelligence. Michael my, Michael Bolton? Wait, what's his name? <laughs> John Bolton. John Bolton. John Bolton. Oh, I, think, Bolton. I think Middle East di- dictators <laughs> do I? wake up in the middle of the night with a cold sweat thinking about Michael Bolton. The singer or the Tenth Amendment singer? I firmly believe that. Welcome to the Lions of Liberty podcast. Here's your host. Your guide, your shining beacon of liberty, Mark Clare. I have no idea how to start these shows anymore. I really don't. I feel like I've lost my touch. I've been on vac- I've been on vacation. I've been on vacation. I don't know what's going on. I'm just going to start by telling you guys what I'm drinking. I'm drinking multiple things. I am drinking wild turkey rye whiskey to prepare myself for the upcoming whiskey challenge, which will take place uh, over the weekend or the week of, let's say, June 19th to the 24th in New Hampshire at Porkfest, hosted by our good friend Roger Paxton. I'm in training. I'm drinking that. I'm also drinking a tall boy... Pabst Blue Ribbon, which I'm opening right now, and uh, I also have a LaCroix water here. So welcome to Libertarians in Living Rooms Drinking Liquor. I am joined by uh, one of the voices you already heard, the host of Electric Liberty Land here on the Lions of Liberty podcast feed, Brian McWilliams. Hi. Howdy, yowdies. I'm drinking. Somebody's somebody's already banging their head against their microphone. That's that's my tall boy. That's my PBR tall boy. Nice, nice. I thought you were pulling a Howie Snowden on us. Well, I am here. Yes, hello. Yeah, I'm back from Japan, although I'm drinking a Japanese whiskey. I'm drinking a Hibiki whiskey, which is delightful. Highly recommend it. It is a bit pricey, though, so you got to save your ducats. You can get it at Costco sometimes for discount, like 40 bucks. Well, that's good. Yeah, not bad. Costco, the Costco membership is worth it for the liquor savings alone. If you like it's worth good it for the gas whiskey, savings. I'm telling you, man. Although you could buy the booze there. Actually, you don't even need a Costco membership to buy the booze there. But it's cheaper what? than, like, anywhere. You don't need a Costco membership to buy the booze? No, because it's. I think it's illegal to have. So, it's like something tying in with a membership-only thing and selling booze. So you don't have to have it to buy the booze. You can just walk oh, in. God, that would be illegal in California. Yeah. Uh, all right. We've also got here. And uh, Brian, while, while we've got you on the line, <laughs> caller, uh, <laughs> why don't you tell everybody what else you do here? What, what else do you host here on Lines of Liberty? Of course, I host this show every single Monday where it's usually interviews, down-to-earth interviews, nitty-gritty interviews with great minds in the libertarian movement. But... Other times, it's like today's show, which is going to be a shit show known as Libertarians in Living Rooms Drinking Liquor, where we drink and we bullshit and we have no plan at all. Brian, what is it you do here on well, Lions of Liberty for the three new people listening? I do a little show called Electric Liberty Land, which is on every Wednesday, and I take a look at the current events going through the news cycle through a libertarian lens, mixing a bit of culture and comedy in there in my own special way. And, you know, I get upset about things quite often. <laughs> and you curse a lot. And I do curse a lot. A lot. I make a lot of bad jokes. Some good jokes, but mostly bad jokes. You'll mostly love it. Bad. You'll love it. And finally, well, not finally. There's more after this. But uh, we also have the host of Felony Friday, John Odermatt, who has not been on vacation at all. I, I have not entire, been. But entire I've been, life. <laughs> as, uh, as Brian talked about on uh, the last ELL, I've been on injured reserve. So Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a good on vacation that, for um, walking correctly. 
You know, you gave that update, I believe, in the Degenerate Gamblers, which would have aired uh, for the Lions of Liberty Pride. And by the way, if you guys want to hear some adventures, some stories from our vacations, and of course, uh, well, we might as well bring them in now. Rico, Rico, you're here too. I shouldn't be here for many, many reasons. But I am. A myriad of reasons. Yes. The people miss you, though, Rico. They, it's been too I long don't. since the regular folks heard your voice. You're, a, you're almost a pride-only special now. I, that's what I wanted to be. Rico, I'm going to send here. you the stacks and stacks and stacks of fan mail <laughs> that we get. It's a huge stack of fan mail that says, we love you, Rico. I'm going to mail it all to you in Cleveland. Any uh, women's panties asking to be signed? It's me? all men, actually. Uh, but well, the, the best way signed. to get more Rico is to join the Lions of Liberty Pride by going to lionsofliberty.com slash support for more information. Because he's basically a Pride exclusive now. I think he's on literally every Pride show in one way or the I, other. I also shouldn't be here because I made a promise to myself that I was going to take some time off drinking because it was too much. I went overload in New Orleans. I made that promise, too. Yeah, and, we all uh, made that promise. I'm drinking right now. And I remember right now, that I scheduled a drinking podcast two days later, so it just yep. wasn't was, wasn't meant to be. <laughs> it didn't hold. I got I got, uh, I got got hazed into being here. Not really. I just said, people said, you want to be on? And I said, fine. So. <laughs> all right. Backtrack. Odie, tell everybody about your your, I almost said your television show. Maybe it'll be a television show someday. <laughs> Tell everyone about your podcast, Felony Friday, and uh, what you're drinking also would be good to know. Yeah, Felony Friday is a little show that I've done for, I guess, what, two years? Has it been two years? Holy shit, two and a half years, where uh, I look into injustice in the criminal justice system and interview probably the most popular segments are where I interview felons, people who have been to prison, been wronged by the system, a lot of nonviolent offenders, people in jail for just crazy shit. Like uh, just selling a little bit of weed or maybe not even selling drugs, maybe just talking to someone on the phone who was selling drugs and getting sent away to prison for that. So I do that. Plus, haven't done one for a while, but I'll bring on one of these guys here or Howie or JB and uh, talk through some some felonies and some criminal justice news that's happening in the world today. It's definitely due to do another one of those soon. But uh, what I'm drinking today, I'm excited to uh, to share that I'm drinking one of our listeners' beers that was mailed to me. Uh, Nathan Vowell, I believe I'm saying that right. Um, St. Arnold's Brewery sent me a bunch of beer, and I pro- promised I would send some to Howie Snowden, but the problem is I keep drinking it, but I, I will send some to Howie. <laughs> I, I promise Howie I will. Hey, uh, uh, hey Howie, Howie. from someone else? Well, hold on, I, d- I just patched Howie into the call. Howie, what do you think about the fact <laughs> that you haven't gotten your beer from Odie yet? Well, I just did. I sit around and straight for your beard. I don't know. It's straight and I've been cheating. I don't know. I, can't, I couldn't remember where he was. Oh, yeah. like, uh, we lost him. We lost him. We had uh, him for a second there. I fucking completely loved <laughs> But this, this beer is it's delicious. I drank a uh, during our uh, our Pride episode during Degenerate Gamblers. I had a nice amber ale. It was very good. And I'm about to crack open a, an award winning Summer Pilsner. And uh, I'm sure it's going to be delicious. The can is very colorful. I'm going to crack it right now. I just sprayed on my computer. That's how you know it's it's good. It's fresh. <laughs> oh man, that's refreshing. That is good. That's very and good. Uh, to I'm hear more to get tales, some whiskey from Kentucky. Uh, one of our listeners, Jason, he's uh, he's shipping me some some illegal whiskey because I don't think you're allowed to ship it that way. But uh, hopefully, you? I get that soon. Just me. Well, I paid him money for it. It's not just a free gift out of the kindness of heart. On uh, air, you're admitting to an illegal transaction. Yeah, but they don't know. Who's listening? I, they, I mean. <laughs> Someone knows. Santa Claus. <laughs> the, the several thousand listeners of this podcast now. Yeah, they know to send me whiskey. That's why I'm bringing it up. Well, send us all whiskey. 
Come to Porkfest and use discount code LIONS10 at checkout to come to Porkfest because then you'll get 10% off your tickets. And then you get to come see us record live podcasts such as the League of Liberty podcast, which I'll be doing with Roger Paxton, uh, Chris Bengel of We Are Libertarians, Johnny Adams of the Johnny Rocket Launchpad. Uh, we're also going to record, of course, the um, the show that may either end us permanently, like literally will die, or maybe end the show altogether, or maybe launch us to new heights. I don't know, but it's going to be the Whiskey Challenge edition of Libertarians in Living Rooms Drinking Liquor. The very challenge that I'm currently practicing for by slamming down wild turkey during this So program. we're going to have an audience, aren't we, of people I watching mean, us drink. Yeah, that's the a idea. live audience there. Yeah. People are going to... Seems bizarre. Yeah, it's very bizarre. <laughs> it was bizarre when, I mean, I may as well promote the next event while, while we're on the air. To me, I mean, I, the first, really the first libertarian event I went to where it was about the, what we do as a podcasters and that sort of thing was this Liberty Behind the Lions thing we did in L.A. And if you guys haven't heard that show, it's posted in the Lions Liberty feed a week or two back. It's called, uh, it's a bonus episode, Liberty Behind the Lions. And uh, I highly recommend listening to it. It was such a fun time. We had D- Dave Smith. In, in uh, from out of town, in from New York for the weekend, and Jason Stapleton. We all got together at a little bar called the State Social House, helped to or- be organized by our friend Pablo from Liberty on the Rocks, and we had a good old time, and we drank and we drank, and we recorded a podcast uh, during said drinking, and that was uh, very fun. Brian, again, offended everybody in attendance, as he's wont to do. If you can and, offend uh, libertarians, you're doing something special, something right. That's, 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 that's true. And, a couple and times, Jason Stapleton was <laughs> dropping F-bombs, which was, that's yeah, true. That was, was. nice. A couple times you would say something like, I don't know, and then Jason would just look at you like, uh, well, maybe we shouldn't. And then you'd be like, <laughs> then you'd just double down. I away at one point. I'll throw you the episode. I'm like, I'm like, no, no, get away from me. <laughs> Literally try to snatch it. That part didn't, people, that part <laughs> might, not, might not have come across in the audio. That's what I was talking about. Ar- Arvin Bora and his, his freaking kitty banging uh, parables he posts on Facebook. And Jason was like, <laughs> oh, let's not talk about that. And I was like, no, nah, no, nah, I got a point to make. Okay. Well, I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was Jason saying? What was Jason saying when Brian was staring longingly into his eyes? <laughs> that was a good picture. Thank Judd White. That was for that. a great picture. You got to get you someone like uh, that looks at you like Brian McWilliams looks at Jason Stapleton. Hey, I'm just a good. Back. I'm good at eye contact. It's a, it's called listening. It's a skill. Learn it. I like to close my eyes to listen to people. I feel like that's more effective than looking at their eyes. I feel like then I might just get, get lost in their eyes. Plugged. Does that work on Tinder dates? No, I don't know. I can try. Mark just closes his eyes and pretends to be blind to get sympathy <laughs> fucks. Hey, if it works, it works. Yeah. <laughs> let, me, end let me see what you look like all over. He just starts at to the head. To hear more yeah. about my Tinder dating life, you got to join the Lions Liberty Pride. That's right. <laughs> I'm going to plug it every five minutes. I don't care. You know why? Because we have a new goal. All right. We just passed $1,100 a month. And that is after we pass 1000 that is literally sending us to Porkfest. It's literally paying for our flights, our tickets, our lodging, everything. So we can't thank you guys enough. We, we have one more goal, and we're only less than $400 away from that goal now. So if anybody joins the Pride for as little as $5 a month or upgrades their current subscription, whatever you do, uh, $400 is all we need to hit our next goal of attending the Libertarian National Convention, which I believe at least me and Odie will be able to attend. I feel like Rico might be able to be talked into a day or two of, of hitting NOLA again. We'll see. And uh, who knows? Who knows what other faces might appear? But that's the goal. Odie? Yeah, we'll probably have more goals after it. that, to be honest. I mean, We will have more you goals. Said, you said we only have one more goal. Like, what, what well, do we, we have do? one we more goal that we have planned. <laughs> Well, we like, also, pro- like progressives, you know, we like to move the goalposts on our on our actual just, goals. We're playing Jason Stapleton's game of inches. That's what we're doing. <laughs> With trying yeah. to get money from you guys. But 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, I, yeah, I will not be able to go to the New Orleans convention, sadly, but uh, I think, I, you know, Liberty Fest in New York, or is that Liberty Fest in Vegas? What's it called? There is something Freedom along those Fest, lines. Right? Is that the one in Vegas? Yeah. Hit that one up. I don't know when that is. I probably can't do that, too. But we'll see. Eh, we'll see. I think that that's the weekend after. It's oh, like that's 10 July, days that's after the weekend the after convention. the convention, yes. Yeah, we'll see. I can't do all these things. I mean, if we get enough pride money, I can quit my job and do all these things. So, True. you know, whatever. Speaking but we got to do jobs. Hold on, I want to get into a real topic here. Well, hold on. I haven't even told everybody 10 minutes in that this is episode number 344 <laughs> of this program. And that means you can find today's show notes at who wants to tell me anybody. You can do it. <laughs> I, for some reason, I thought people would be way more excited to detail the URL for the show notes page. It's lionsofliberty.com slash 344. You do not need to say forward slash in 2018, but even though Brian McWilliams loves to do it. I like to say forward slash. I like to move. I, I slash, feel like right? I'm making progress. There's one kind of slash we're using. It's a slash. It's just called a slash. People just posting pictures of the guitarist for Guns N' Roses on the computer dreams. The show notes are when I go back to this podcast after I black out and find out what we actually talked about and then try to post some links to some of that stuff. Also good. All right, since you want to do a real topic to me, I, th- I you know, I really feel like we can play an impromptu edition of Trump or Dump for this because there's been a lot of Trump-related news Real. in the last few weeks. So why don't we start with one that I think is probably more of a, a, a gimme than anything else. Um, that there, I don't know, maybe there'll be some debate about it. But what about the fact that North Korea and South Korea have met not only with each other but with the possibly future Secretary of State, not confirmed yet, current director of the CIA, Mike Pompeo, who Rand Paul has been just annihilating due to his position on the Iraq war and numerous other things such as torture and spying and things libertarians just love and love and love. Well, you know what? Um, like, hold on. Let me interrupt you real quick. Think about it. If you're going to have a guy meet with Kim Jong-un who also loves doing terrible things to people, including torture, <laughs> why not have somebody else? At least there's something to talk about. Maybe that's the idea. They'll get along. <laughs> that's, that's They've got the a lot in common. They got somewhere to start. Oh, you like torturing? I, I love was, torturing. I was they just go from there. Counting the seconds till Brian's racist Kim Jong Un impression. <laughs> that wasn't even Kim Jong Un uh, to the extent he will be by the time this podcast ends. I'm not drunk. Have we ever heard? Have we ever heard? Have we ever heard Kim Jong Un speak in real life? We just assume well, what he sounds like. Korean. Right? I haven't heard him speak in an English accent. I haven't heard him speak in any language personally. But I don't watch North Korean TV very often. Yeah, where have you seen that him speak, Brian? Only in my dreams, Odie. He's making this up. <laughs> Only by listening to his own impression of him on other on podcasts he's on. <laughs> he was at the sex club Brian went to in Japan. <laughs> I walked in and he Kim? was there getting a tattoo of uh, as a member of the Yakuza. <laughs> Is that true that if you have a tattoo, like uh, you can't do like go to certain like hot springs and stuff in Japan because the yeah. tattoos are associated it's- with the Yakuza? I had a the first hotel we stayed at had the bathhouse like the traditional bathhouse for free in the basement and I was like oh man I've been on the plane for fucking eighteen hours whatever the goddamn hell it was I was like I just want to go in that bath and then it's like no tattoos I was like man come on wow even like a couple tiny tattoos now well I guess some of them will give you covers like plaster you look very yakuza to me yeah well that's why it's because yakuza associated and then like other things and. So I guess that Japan, I was reading this whole article on it, Japan's in this quandary now because they're getting so much tourism from Americans and from Aussies and everywhere else. They're like, most of us have tattoos now. So they're like, well, what uh, are we going to do? So it's kind of like a national quandary they're in. Well, I guess the market 
We'll decide. Some places are probably going to lax the rules because oh, they need tourist business. Yeah, without a doubt. Tattoo friendly. Come on in. And then those tourists are going to get murdered by Yakuza. And that's then you know, go back to the way it was. And then we'll go right back to banning them. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, keep nice going. Sorry to interrupt you, but it was too good to pass up. No, I mean, I was just going to say it's pretty, it's pretty amazing that they're not only not only did they meet with uh, did Kim Jong Un personally meet with Pompeo, but uh, just uh, the other day, Trump said that he will meet with Kim Jong Un in person, which, my God, can we just telecast that whole thing? I mean, that sounds amazing. And I'm pretty sure Dennis Rodman is going to be somewhere in the room during this, by the way, Absolutely. just to add to the insanity. But North and South Korea. Now, I'm, I'm not confirmed how true it is to the extent they've officially done it. I don't think they've officially done it, but they are supposedly in talks to officially declare an end to the Korean War, which is a big effing deal because technically the Korean War never ended. They just signed a temporary treaty, a temporary ceasefire that has been in place for something like 70 years. And to actually declare an end to the war, to me, is a humongous step. And to any extent that Trump played a part in this, in a bubble, outside from everything else he's done, I don't see how you had to give it anything but a Trump. Yeah, We're playing Trump or Dump, by the way. For sure. It's a Trump. I may or may not edit in sound effects. If he hadn't we'll just see. bombed Syria, I'd say he gets a peace prize tomorrow. Peace prize. There you go. Uh, how, how much do you really think he played into it? I mean, I'm not I'm not saying one way or the other. I'm just curious what you guys South think. South Korea's oh. uh, president, whatever, he actually gave him credit. Like, specifically was like, Donald Trump made this happen. Yeah, it's he his... All his rhetoric, I think, is really pushing it. I'm, I'm just wondering what Kim Jong Un's motivation primarily is. With, Not to get um, attacked. I mean, if if I Trump's. Don't think- as far as ending the hostilities with South Korea, I, I, they're not going to get attacked one way or the other. You know, if they just kept the status quo. But is his end game really like a reunification? Because I, I can't see how that's going to work in his favor. Um, I don't think it's Un's end game. I think. His end game is survival. And if he, he truly believes what, what Trump is trying to put out there, which is I, I think he's kind of doing a Nixon thing, which is the madman theory. I think he's doing that with a lot of his um, his staff selections. Like, I mean, I think the Bolton pick, hopefully it's it's not as influential as, as John Bolton wants it to be. But, I mean, that is sort of a, a madman signaling by, by bringing on John Bolton. And Nixon's madman theory, for those that don't know it, was if they think I'm completely insane and might nuke them at any minute, it gives us better leverage in negotiations. So I, I do think that that is – that's my optimistic scenario. Maybe Trump is literally a madman and might actually do a lot of the things that he tweets about. He certainly did back it up in a very – way that we'll get into later with the Syria missile thing. But uh, I do think that part of Trump's strategy in foreign policy is the madman theory, is projecting the idea that he is completely insane, has neocons surrounding him, might do anything at any minute, and you're not going to be able to do anything about it. I think that's that's part of his strategy for good or bad. You if, you, if you really wanted to go all in on the madman theory and uh, bring it home, he could hire Hillary Clinton as Secretary of State. Because oh my God. Just She's the biggest that. moron there is. <laughs> yeah. That would be incredible. <laughs> um, what about all the Democrats slamming the meeting because he wasn't um, like confirmed yet, Pompeo? Like, who gives a shit? They're actually having a real dialogue. Isn't that more important than anything? I guess it depends on what they're saying. <laughs> yeah, true. Well, I don't, it doesn't sound like he's going over there and saying, I'm going to fuck your wife and then bomb you. So. <laughs> <laughs> who knows maybe on the first day that's the tactic and the next day he comes in he goes how about you come fuck my wife and then we won't buy 
<laughs> I mean, so we're playing this game of one-upsmanship, <laughs> are we now? <laughs> Here, I thought we were going to talk about nuclear weapons. Okay. Yeah, well, I, I, I mean, it. It, I never thought I'd see a uh, a North Korea that was not like not nuclearized and that would be quasi free in my lifetime. So if that's possible, like, what I think I, here's what I was wondering: Does Kim Jong Un have kids? Yeah, I think he has a couple. Does he? Because my theory was like, if he didn't, maybe that's the whole thing. He's like, well, screw it. I'm sterile. I'm not having an heir. Uh, time for this to end. I might as well go out as like a champion of of human rights by by giving up my nukes and solidifying or uh, unifying Korea rather well, than keeping this North, North Korean expert Brian McWilliams with that theory. Um, <laughs> hey, this but, is LALDL, man. Anything so how, why, it, if he gives up his nuclear weapons, I mean, that's pretty, pretty big deal. And he's kind of vulnerable then, you'd think. I mean, I guess they're still pretty dug in into the mountains that you yeah, still I mean, can't attack them. It's the um, artillery but, that was that would kill South Korea. I mean, it's not even it, like Seoul is right right under all those big guns. Yeah. So it's not even the, the nukes are our concern, but it's the artillery that's South Korea. Uh, apparently, this is actually a really interesting question that people have been debating. It's not confirmed that he has kids, but there are people who are there are people in the Un, I guess, inner circle that are believed to be his children, and they claim that there is a line of successorship uh, set up. No, that's what I would say if I was shooting blanks too. <laughs> the gender of Kim's third child, however, remains unknown. Child was believed to have been born in February 2017. This is just a Business Insider article that I'm perusing. Kim's daughter is named Ju-I, according to Dennis Rodman. So this is like this is this is the source. I of love this, it. According to Dennis Rodman. <laughs> so there's no like official North Korean reports, but Dennis Rodman, however, has a scoop about. I, his I daughter. hope Dennis Rodman delivered all of his babies. Doctor Dennis sitting there. Be amazing. So how how, how did, did Dennis Rodman friends? get in contact with Kim Jong Un oh, in North so Korea? I'm guessing he just wrote him a, a letter. No, Kim Jong Un was a, a huge basketball fan. He's like a huge Michael Jordan fan, and so they asked him <laughs> like like ten twenty years ago, whatever. They asked Jordan to go do a, a camp over there or meet Kim Jong Un. Well, is that when it was Kim Jong Il then? If it was that long ago, probably um, yeah. Your timelines aren't adding up. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. So not that we not that we care about facts well, on mean, this program, but whatever happened. Um, so maybe it was 2011 when Kim Jong Un first came to Barat. But anyways, he they like broached or um, not broached, um, approached Michael Jordan's camp, and I guess they just like ignored him. And so they kind of worked their way down the celebrity chain of the Chicago Bulls, and Dennis Rodman was like, "Yeah, I'm in." Very. There he goes. <laughs> and a beautiful friendship was made. <laughs> and now he's the CIA of uh, North Korea. He's giving us all our intelligence. And well, that's where they call him the worm, man. Together. Not only for his rebounding skills, because he can worm his way into foreign governments. Get us can you intel. just imagine like them debriefing Dennis Rodman? They pull him over at the uh, airport when he lands. Like <laughs> There's like a bunch of CIA guys. Like, you need to come with us. And they're, they're debriefing Dennis Rodman. I mean, that, that has to happen, right? Yeah, I mean, the government has to be asking him what went on. Oh, there's no way he gets off. He gets back to America and they just don't question him for hours. Well, probably he's just doing it. Yeah, he's probably arranged by it. He's trying to get his super syphilis medication, wherever he has to take now at this point in his life. <laughs> From North Korea? Does Kim, Kim gets the good stuff? No, I'm telling you, I think the CIA is giving Rodman the good stuff. Oh. Super syphilis. <laughs> like, are we in that's, conspiracy that is corner right now? That's a real thing, by the way. Super syphilis is real. 
Like some yeah. dude in the UK has like the superest of syphiluses and it's like incurable. Just got to drip his drip his way to death. So did Rodman start like a uh, STD chain in North Korea? <laughs> Is that the, plan? that the CIA's plan to send him over, have him have sex with a few women? It's like, and it's then... like giving the blankets to the Native Americans. Was that movie a long time ago, Outbreak or something, where they show the dots that just expand in- exponentially? To, <laughs> to it, starts with the, it starts with the dots on Rodman's head, <laughs> and then it goes out from there. <laughs> Patient X right there. <laughs> and then the North Korean government falls. <laughs> just so, like what are, yeah, so Odie and Rico, what do you give it, a Trump or a dump? Oh, Trump. Oh, it's definitely a Trump, without a doubt. <laughs> and I definitely mind. agree with you guys that Trump has facilitated this um I, I don't know if i you know i don't know if i agree with the whole uh angle that he's you know trying to be crazier than he is by bringing on bolton because for the reason i don't know really how bolton is viewed in north korea or in the middle east i don't know if he, i don't know if these dictators wake up at night and they're sh- you know shaking and <laughs> oh, shivering they don't uh, know who he is they get a michael bolton they have intelligence michael my, michael bolton Wait, what's his name? John Bolton. John Bolton. John Bolton. Oh, I think Bolton. I think Middle East di- dictators do I... wake up in the middle of the night with a cold sweat, thinking about Michael Bolton, the singer or the Tenth Amendment. Center? I firmly believe that. That's Michael Bolton. Come on, our good friend. Who oh, I meant to promote this earlier when I was You're talking about the last together. one. Our good friend Michael Bolden from the 10th Amendment Center is also going to be at our next Liberty Behind the Lines event in Los Angeles on Cinco de Mayo, where we will have uh, Scott Horton is going to be in L.A., actually. I'm very excited about this, and uh, we're hoping to record another podcast, uh, maybe with uh, us, uh, Scott Horton, Jason Stapleton, maybe Michael Bolden if he wants to hop on. So, uh, yeah, look forward to that. Well, uh, my favorite uh, holiday, Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, well, Liberty Behind the Lines is my favorite holiday. (laughs) And so is Cinco de Mayo, so... No, so I've, I've got an interesting little, Let's be honest. interesting little story or quote to talk about here from uh, our favorite George W. Bush here, dropping some uh, dropping some knowledge on people. Are we playing Bush or Smush right now? <laughs> Bush, Bush or <laughs> we can Bush. play. Uh, we can play Bushing up daisies in honor of Barbara passing away. This is from Howie Snowden's Newslinks, which you can get as a Pride member if you are a member for fifteen dollars and up. You get yeah! these Newslinks that have this I love article. Promotion. So. Um, <laughs> What Bush said was they were talking about uh, 9-11. He said people are forgetting the lessons of 9-11. One of the major lessons of 9-11 is the human condition elsewhere matters to our national security. It's in our nation's interest for women to be successful in the Middle East, for example, or for civil society to take hold. Because it's with civil society and people having a say in the future of their government that the foundation of peace is laid. I mean – I'm, I'm, I just I'm speechless reading this. How naive and wow. <laughs> moronic this guy has no Where idea that he take completely dreams. destroyed Every... a complete re- a region and now is right because we have to bomb them into submission where they can now have a say in the in the civil society. We have to bomb them into civility, right? Is George W. Bush's take? Without saying, clearly worked. So yeah, it, it works like a charm. I, I mean, if you read that one way, it's the case he's making the case for non-intervention. Well, Wait, you no, really? As... That's maybe he is. I mean, I, I well, have no idea what the hell's on. going on because, like George W. Bush, before he got this, sounds like something he would say, like before he got elected. It's like he forgot he was president. It's like, <laughs> wait a minute. I don't know. It's it's really it's it's just incredible that this guy even has the balls to say anything about the Middle East after what he did. When did he say this? Like 
yesterday or today? Who, who's interviewing him and why? His mom just Which, died. Why is, yeah, he, quote, just wh- why is he just out quoting? Uh, making these <laughs> That's true. You think this he's on Fox thing. Business. Um, and, uh, Mr. Bush, uh, comments on your mother's death. Well, the human condition uh, in, in countries abroad is the most important thing that we can. What? What were you asking me again? Just about, <laughs> about Barbara Bush real quick. Maybe Did her it? nickname was 9-11, and that's the lessons we're forgetting. Have you ever seen a picture of her where she didn't look like she was 90? <laughs> you know, I never have. She was nope. definitely 90 in the 80s, and she was definitely 90 when she died. So I don't know. I don't know how that happened. She always looks like Betty White. Rico, are H-W-2, you suggesting though. that Barbara Bush might be a the time traveler? <laughs> Sounds like like the kind of topic you might hear on Conspiracy Corner, on a bonus show we do, which you can hear if you join. I'm not going to say it. I can't promote it anymore. Thank you. you know Good. No more. No more. You know why now. No you more promotions. Um, all right. Do you want to talk more Trump or do you want to take well, more? Well, I into- mean, at least, at least <laughs> was, was that a Bush or a schmush? What was it? Well, it's <laughs> well. It's a- if, if if he's using it to advocate more bombing, it's a smush. <laughs> but if he's using it the way I want to spin it, then uh, it's a bush. Wait, isn't a smush a good thing, depending on the context? <laughs> oh, I guess it does depend. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I guess we should. I think we need to put more thought good. into this. Uh, I can't wait to label this episode "Bush or Smush." <laughs> well, this is also an obvious uh, dump. I don't even think we need to go around the circle. But do you want to talk at all about him blowing up Syria's chemical plants and how it's just? Insanely <sighs> convenient that they blow up before any of the inspectors can even confirm whether there's actual chemical weapons there. Well, should we look w- at? Can you look at it in a um, in a I guess a. Uh, you can look at it any way you want. That's of the beauty of this. The the worst possible options. Be- yes. Because say, you know, it, it appeared that they can't just let it go. You know, the the government just doesn't not bomb people. No, that that's not a uh, feasible option apparently. Well, so that I mean, just Raytheon and uh, Northrop Grumman need to make new bombs, and the, there's no yeah. reason to make new bombs if we don't use some of the old ones. So it's I think it's pretty simple. Well, so can't we just give the old ones to Israel like we love to do? Yeah. You'd think, right? If peace is off the table or non-intervention is off the table, which apparently it is, um, I guess that's the best we could hope for. What they did, just a few bombs, not a war. Yeah, not many I, casualties. They're not get, yeah, they're not getting us drawn in with uh, in World War Three with Russia. Yeah, in a world where not bombing is not an option, of all the bombing options, uh, this is the best one. I guess, I guess that's yeah. what I was trying to say. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I guess in that light, sure. I just, you know, it's, I just, I, I just am so sick of the concept. Like, where anything, like, shit happens across the globe, and America is like, well, we have to act. It's like, why? It has nothing. To do it has no impact on any American life, and I'll say this in ELL: these fucking people in the military, they're like, I signed up to protect my country, and now I'm just like going and giving my life for this guy, this fucking guy. I don't know, it means nothing to me. It's just, so, it's just fucking ridiculous. So about Syria, what was that article where it's like lawmakers leave that meeting? Um, like I forget the word they were, they were like scared of our plans for the way to narrow policy. it down for us. Yeah, so I've, it was, I've seen that. I've seen about? that headline. Like, I didn't read about it, but yeah, it seems like plans. But then when you read who was horrified by the plans, it was like Lindsey Graham, John McCain, all these other <laughs> no. war hawks. Yeah. They're like, oh, they're afraid they it's t- not going to be all out destruction, yeah. and that's like, a problem. That's good because they're not getting what they want. They're like, oh, it's not World War Three. Well, this is terrible. So, oh, yeah. Well, there was also the article where uh, where it said that Mattis did not want to uh, do any 
intervention, any further intervention in Syria without going to Congress for a declaration of war. And this was like the negotiation between Trump and Mattis that just, you know, just to fire these hundred, uh, hundred missiles at these targets. God knows if there was any a reason why they were picked or I think it's bullshit that they were, I, I don't think they were, they were operationally, you know, uh, chemical, you know, making chemical weapons in them. That's just ridiculous. If they were, <laughs> why didn't they take them out before? Exactly. I mean, yeah. It's like if we're, if we're bombing, we've been bombing there for what a year. And now we, we know about that. The chemical weapon plants are sitting there and we're like, ah, well, we'll get around to those later. Yeah. If you knew they were <laughs> chemical plants before, you know, why are you waiting? Yeah. And it's so obvious to me. And, and what I realized, you know, when I was visiting St. Louis, talking to my sister and her husband who are like 10 years older than me, I mean, they, they, they don't really watch cable news. They do get their information from the internet, but to them, there was no question. Like everyone agrees the attack happened. Of course, Assad did attack them that they start with that base truth in, in their minds. And I, I, I actually brought up like, you know, we don't actually know that happened. And my, you know, my brother-in-law is like, well, you mean they, you mean it might not have happened? I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, we don't have like evidence or anything. And you know, there's literally no, no evidence been presented to anyone, but they just, they take that at such base value before you even go any further. And then they, they're most upset. It seemed to me that that he just didn't get authorization, which I didn't get into it because I don't need to argue with my sister and my brother when I'm staying at their house, brother-in-law when I'm staying at their house. But you know, w- w- authorization. Like, where were you at Libya? Where were you right. at Obama's countless interventions into foreign nations that did not make headlines because it wasn't a juicy story? Although Libya, of course, made headlines. That was a uh, a big deal for like two weeks on the news, um, and no one cared. No, none of these voices that are upset that Trump didn't get authorization to blow up a couple factories were upset when Clinton did it. When uh, you know we want to go further back when HW bombed Granada. Uh, it, it's all about who is in office now, and that's why I just cannot take it seriously. I'm upset because I'm against really this kind of action period overall um, but they're upset because it's Donald Trump and that, that's what just annoys the hell out of me yeah um, exactly so so I found a headline that I was looking for it was Lindsey Graham un- unnerved after Syria briefing so I don't know if you guys saw that headline <laughs> no. everything in that briefing made me more worried so which is exactly the ha- kind of headline I would want to see because if Lindsey Graham is happy then we're unhappy so anything that makes him unhappy, good, right? Uh, it, it would it would play. Yeah, it's like uh, what do you call it? Reverse <laughs> Thursdays, Twisted Tuesdays. What the fuck do you call it? <laughs> that thing the kids do where it's all reverse. Thursday Thursday. Thursday Thursdays is wonderful time. Forties Thursdays. There's no use to do Thunderbird Thursdays. Forties every day. That's what Edward it was. Forty hands. <laughs> oh boy, Edward Forty. Yeah, I gotta get more whiskey. You should tell the story. You about know what? 40 hands why don't we? Why don't we tell one story about a real drinking game that we have heard of called Edward Forty Hands? Do you want to describe it? Um, it's the kind well, of stuff we usually reserve very, for the pride, but I, I think this is something we should share. I don't think it's very complicated. Basically, you duct tape not. two forties to your hands, and you have to. You can't use your hands until you drink both forties. Yeah, right? there you what go. if you have yeah, to go to the bathroom? What do you do? <laughs> that, <laughs> Figure it out, hands. Odie. You're a grown up. You got a 40 on your hands. I don't know what you're going to do. Where there's a will, there's a way. Drink those 40s quicker. I, I guess you go to the bathroom before you duct tape the 40s <clears> to your hands. Probably. And I mean, how long does it take to drink two 40s? You should be able to drink two 40s in, yeah. I don't know, what, more, less than does an it hour. More, does it take more or less time to finish two 40s or one third a bottle of whiskey? That's what we're um, going to find out. More, <laughs> because 40s are disgusting. Like, you got to drink two 40s of Hurricane and 
kind of getting a little warm. Yeah, that's, that's oh. pretty pretty terrible. It's, it's going it's to be the lower third of that second that second forty. Yeah. That's going to be a really tough one. Yeah, that's when it's just getting nasty. I like how Rico just jumps to it. Has to be hurricanes. Well, is there no, another brand of 40? Didn't I send you guys a photo of like uh, somewhere in Florida? I was out with my parents that had like hurricanes, a dollar each for the 40s. <laughs> they still have those? They make them? Oh, yeah. Dude, they still have them. And I was tempted to be like, pull this car over. <laughs> I wonder if they taste as disgusting as I remember. I'm, I'm going to buy one just to, just to do it next time I go to Penn State. Just brace for the reminisce. taste. Was that I, uh, the logo? Brace for the smooth taste or something, right? <laughs> Hurricanes. <laughs> brace. So Did you have to brace for it? For Category 5. Definitely had to brace for it. <laughs> well, I got, oops, I got uh, Night Train and Wild Irish Rose one night. That was a good time. All right, well, we're delving off topic, so we're going to take a minute to collect ourselves while you guys listen to this wonderful ad about liberty. My name is Dale Kearns, and I'm running for United States Senate in Pennsylvania as a libertarian. I'm a concerned citizen who has had enough. I work as a project manager for an electrical contractor in southeastern Pennsylvania. There I manage large commercial and industrial projects. I'm a husband and a father of two energetic little girls. I'm running to advocate for a society where my girls have more liberty, not less. Will you support our campaign? Unlike my competitors, I'm not a career politician. I don't have millionaire and billionaire donors. I'm running for Senate in Pennsylvania because I want to take the message to Washington that we want government out of our lives. Will you let me be your voice? Let me be the voice that says we will not walk quietly down the road to serfdom. The voice that says we need free market solutions. The voice that says we need to end the failed war on drugs. The voice who will fight for the forgotten man, nonviolent offenders wasting away in prison, and addicts who are afraid to speak up and seek the help they need. We are seeking members for our campaign team. I encourage you to apply. We need donations to help us spread the message of liberty across the state. We can go on hoping for liberty to happen, or we can fight together. I hope you choose the latter and join me today. Find out more at DaleKearns.com. Paid for by Dale Kearns for Office. All right, and we are back. Uh, we have, uh, we're still bracing ourselves, I think, for the joy of Hurricane, but it is, of course, libertarians in living rooms drinking liquor. I'm here joined by my compatriots, Brian McWilliams, John Odermatt, and this guy known as Rico, and we're drinking, and we're talking liberty. Uh, do you guys want to get back on the Trump train, talking more about some Trump stuff? Or uh, yeah, let- we never we never got to the end of Syria. Well, I've, I've got I've got a uh, I guess a, an overarching question about about Trump because <clears throat> I started thinking about this. I went to the Pennsylvania Leadership Conference a couple weeks ago, which is like it's like the CPAC for Pennsylvania. A bunch of conservatives there, also a good amount of libertarians there as well, but more libertarians who who vote Republican, like. I guess Rand Paul type libertarians. But anyway, there were so many people there because this was right in the middle of Trump talking about tariffs and um, you know putting tariffs on steel and aluminum and, and, and threatening China with all this stuff, which is still – it's still very, very well probably could happen or will happen. And there were so many conservatives just making excuses for it, saying that, well, he's only negotiating. We've got to give him room to negotiate. And I mean you could talk about it like you could talk about – how Trump uses uses the tariff to negotiate, or how he's using uh, firing missiles at Syria to negotiate, or how he's threatening war against Kim Jong Un to negotiate. The point being is, the wake behind Trump, like the Republican Party behind Trump, has is going to have no identity, no roots, nothing to stand on because he's all over the fucking place, and he's basically wiping out 
and, and the Republican Party didn't have principles to begin with, but they kind of had some loose things that they tried to at least uh, stand for, at least from a rhetoric standpoint. But now they, they have nothing. He's destroying all of it. And Trump very well might have, you know, I guess in hindsight, we'll look back and say, well, that wasn't a terrible presidency. Maybe taxes went down a little bit and maybe war wasn't as bad, hopefully. But I mean, the conservative movement, whatever, whatever you want to call that, is probably going to be wiped out. But I think the good news is this should be good news for libertarians because there is going to be a, a vacuum for people to step in if the Libertarian Party can get their shit together. Thoughts on that? End yeah. it. Burn it down. It's kind of like <laughs> I was saying, man. The, you know, the the outcome could be the real libertarian moment from all this. I, I, you know, it's like even though it pisses me off, yeah. Be oh, more. That divisive. should have been my ad toss. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> the real yeah. libertarian moment to the Dale. Kearns. You could change it. Oh, you well. could move it. No, I'm yeah. not. Too Too late. Late. Never mind. Can't, can't move it. Yeah, but I mean, no, exactly right, man. It's like you have this. You do create this vacuum because the more people get ostracized by the policies on both sides, the more libertarians look like, you know, it's like we're, we're portrayed as this unreasonable alternative, but it's like, we're the most sensible alternative that fucking exists out there. And it's being proven more correct. Every single day you watch these clowns operate. So Trump, I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly a dump. I'm going to say principled and give it a dump, but I do see some merit in the Rico argument of, you know this would be worse if it was Hillary Clinton. You know it would be worse if it was Jeb Bush, John McCain, Marco Rubio. Any of these people I really think would be far more vastly influenced to do something much broader. So I'm not going to defend it and give it a Trump, but I do see some uh, validity to this possibility that he wants to put on a show just like he did a year ago when he bombed Syria. He wants to look tough or whatever, and maybe North Korea is involved in this in a weird way, um, you know, that the, you know because he doesn't want to actually attack North Korea because that's a big deal. But you could lob a few more missiles at Syria to show to Kim Jong-un that you're tough and you don't have a round. And um, if it's – I mean – if we're judging Trump on the scale of, you know, Hillary to neocons, like, yeah, this might be a better result. But TBD, because who knows what's going to happen? You know, what, I, you know what? Here's a dump for Donald Trump. I said he was going to go after Hillary and he didn't. He let it go. I still want her in jail. I still am pissed off about the Clinton Foundation shit. They're being so unbelievably shady. And uh, the Seth Rich thing's still out there, too. It's like, uh, that's what I want to see. I want to see him get you know, his numbers are rising, his support, even though even with the serious stuff, you know, people seem to love it. So he's got better support than Obama had at this point in time. And it's like, go after Clinton, man. Go do it. You're, they're already going to try to impeach you no matter what you do. Take this horrible woman down. See, I, I don't think they're going to try to impeach him. I don't think anything is going to come from... I'm telling from you, the I don't think anyone's going to try to impeach Trump, and I don't think anyone's going to take down Hillary Clinton. They're definitely going to try to impeach Trump. It's not going to work, but they are. the Democrats are definitely Ooh, going to try to do There it. will be some people like Maxine Waters and other fringe Democrats that put out bills that don't go anywhere or something like that. There might even be some weird Russia hearings, but I, they're not going to impeach Trump. I don't think there's even going to be a serious movement from top they, Democrats. They have to have something on him, like an actual law that he that's, broke. Well, they're, they're, now, well, yeah, they're all that's hoping for this uh, Stormy Daniels thing with, with his lawyer. <laughs> that's what they're well, all banking on now. All things to impeach Trump. They even said that he's not a target. Of, I mean, I don't know. It's possible he's broken some laws and might get in trouble. I mean, I, I don't I don't see that playing out that way. It's possible. But I, I really think this is more 
hysteria over nothing when they pr- could probably focus on, you know, if anybody cared about the Constitution or anything like that, there's stuff they could definitely point to, like, you know, bombing Syria without permission, but they can't do that because they let every damn president do it for 30, 40 fucking years. Well, how about well, all I'm, the I'm major... Sure, I'm sure Donald Trump has definitely broken laws, but they're not going to take him down on, like, just, like, borderline breaking laws because for one thing that's going to point out how ridiculous some of these laws are it would have to be something you know very egregious for them to actually pursue it yeah they're basically at a campaign finance gray area if that's what they're looking at that's not going to take anyone down obama committed uh i can't remember how many violations of these very specific campaign financing laws that were felonies and he basically said like this is actually what happened in the filings are like, yeah, it was such a small drop in the bucket of our overall um, campaign intake that what did it really matter? Even though they were all <laughs> flagrant felonies and they ended up just paying a $375,000 fine for campaign uh, financing violations that were more significant than anything Trump did through Stormy Daniels, which is basically saying he used campaign money to pay her off. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, not, that's, if that's how far down the well they are, then the, they're on their last legs with this whole investigation, but well, something's got to come up or what are the media going to talk about? Although they all unanimously love bombing Syria. That's it. Gotta love that. Right. Every single outlet loves bombing Syria. You're not, they're united. How about they talk about Andrew McCabe possibly being indicted? That would be a shocker. That would be awesome, but I, where is that? I, I'm not insert the Hannity breaking news little chime oh. right there. Making oh. this Hannity. I hope there's a Hannity podcast so I can catch up on today's. Episode. <laughs> I'm sure there is. What's the wait, where? What's the latest on McCabe? Anyway, I'm not up to date on it. Well, the uh, Office of Inspector General recommended charges against him, so they wow, it damn, to the, you know, Attorney General, and I guess we'll see if they actually move forward on it. But what, what, what are the specific charges for? Like, what are they, what are they going after on? Basically misleading, uh, investigators, perjury. Nice. So (laughs) he was, he was leaking information and he said he wasn't leaking information. And then he said he was doing it for a public good when they well, when they found it, it was really actually only doing it to further his own image. So he's basically full of shit. And, uh, Kind of called him on it, but it's interesting because <laughs> depending on how they look at some of his his statements, it also imp- possibly could implicate Comey. Um, so, oh, that would be delightful. Did uh, anybody guys see that Comey interview? Which I one? Or the one where Comey like interview, as Brian would say. <laughs> <laughs> I have not seen it. So. Can we get Brian a thesaurus for? Name. I, don't I don't think, think the thesaurus think proper will help. Names are in a thesaurus, Rico. You <laughs> That was a Brian thing to do. Oh man, dictionary. what you need is a dictionary. <laughs> but there's also not proper names in a dictionary, Mark. Yes. You idiot. Oh, not for proper names. No, I thought proper you meant for name pronunciations. <laughs> I just need a baby book, and I need someone to read it to me. <laughs> proper name <laughs> dictionary. Name book. <laughs> whatever you also need the country like, name dictionary if, if james Comey was the one to break to uh, bring trump down what do you want to bet that the uh, you'd see a whole shit ton of babies named Comey coming out from a bunch of liberal fucks hey i've got breaking they, they news like that them. i just saw on the internet number one baby name liberal chuck schumer over. check what? this out chuck schumer just announced that he's introducing a bill to decriminalize marijuana nationwide really yeah. Mm-hmm. Chuck Schumer. Cuck Schumer. I never thought it would happen for <laughs> Cuck Schumer. Yeah. 
Me neither. Although maybe, well, you know, and Trump already said on record, this is a this is a Trump. Uh, Trump went on record saying that he's not going to go down Jeff Sessions lane. He's going to allow like he's not going to crack down on the states that have legalized marijuana. And he basically said, like, that's a that's a in stone written. He's not going to to uh, pursue them. It's pretty historic because even Obama didn't go that far. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty awesome in that. It's I, like you I, have sessions. It's almost like sessions is the Bolton. It's like yeah, he brings right? in the most extreme extreme views on one side, but then he doesn't necessarily take that actual path with his, with his own decisions. Yeah, or like he puts these people out there is like, all right, well, I can go, I can now put sessions out there because he's a psychopath, and then I'll go a step below that, and people will be like, oh wow, amazing. Instead of like, it's not what we want, but it's closer to what we want, and it's e- less. Everything from the is psycho. visual with Trump. I really think he looks at people as props. The people he hires are props, and they are just like they're just players in his little like look at me game. So sessions is like, look at this crazy guy. Look what I did. This guy's nuts. This guy thinks people who smoke marijuana are bad people. This the guy I put in office. Now what? But yeah. then that gives him, you know, sort of like carte blanche to sort of do whatever, because he can appease the base base by pointing to Sessions. But then he can also, you know, <laughs> I mean, he's really is paving the way to more legal marijuana than any president ever has. Well, then why isn't Ben Carson beating people up and throwing them out on the streets in the housing and urban development uh, position? Stay tuned. It's early. <laughs> we got two and a half years left. He's going to think I can get your Ben Carson get cuck- go through the stick. I think I can get Cox Schumer on Felony Friday. I think you should try. Hey, dream big, Odie. <laughs> but think about it. He, you know, he even has a quote here. It says, "If smoking marijuana doesn't hurt anybody else, why shouldn't we allow people to do it and not make it criminal?" Well, doesn't that apply to everything? Yeah. Meanwhile, <laughs> they just passed that Boston Act. Not even just the drug war. Like every law, like every law, this guy has supported for thirty, forty years. He's been in politics. So clearly, this is a lesson that politicians. Most of them just follow the the wind, so that's why we need to change the wind and change the way people think about things. Because eventually, people, these politicians who are sellouts, who are powerful, who don't need to, who answer to major corporations, they will go the way of the people once the people get so overwhelmingly in certain directions. And at this point, I mean, God, I mean, even like, even like old older people, older generations have given up on marijuana. They're like, yeah, this is pretty stupid to even like. So that's why it goes this way. So that's why we have to focus on changing people's, you know, quote unquote cheese ball hearts and minds, and not just like, you know, who couldn't we elect tomorrow? Not that that's not a thing either. Well, the thing is now too, the people that are voting, you know, like the old people that didn't like marijuana are dying off, and now the old people. That do like marijuana. Like they should have used some CBD. They probably live longer. Yeah. Well, it's like, well, it's the people born in the 50s, you know, who lived in the 70s, who were big, you know, peace, love dopers. They're now the people that are prime voting age, the baby boomers, you know? That's true. They're like, we smoked and look at us. Look at us sucking all the wealth out of the uh, <laughs> out of the nation and leaving look you guys at us nothing. destroying the country, huh? <laughs> we huh? took a big toke on that and uh, left you guys the stems and the seeds. All right, uh, do, I think we probably will all agree on Trump backing off of, of uh, marijuana, right? Oh, totally. Oh, of course. Trump there. Well, I'm mad as agree Jeff on Sessions. that, and and on Chuck Schumer's bill, and also apparently Jared Kushner. What's Schumer's? Su- Schumer or Boomer? I don't even know which one's good and bad there. <laughs> is it Boomer Tumor? good? Schumer Wait, or Boomer? Schumer or Tumor? Boomer or Schumer? Tumor? I was going to say Chuck Schumer or Amy Schumer, but Amy Schumer is also terrible. So. <laughs> That's very no good option there. <laughs> Oh, between FMK, Chuck Schumer, Amy Schumer. 
I'll go on IMDb while you guys Let's are use two Schumers and a Schwimmer. Okay, fuck Mary Kill. <laughs> two Schumers and a Schwimmer. Amy Schumer, Chuck Schumer, David Schwimmer. Go. That's it. Marrying That's David Schwimmer because he was a good sport about uh, me asking him when Paul Bearer 2 was coming out. <laughs> and you can hear that full story by joining the Lions of Liberty Pride. That's right. That was in an episode of Degenerate Gamblers that that story yep. was told when Rico paid me 20 bucks to confront David Schwimmer in L.A. bar. I'm marrying Schwimmer. He was not happy about it, apparently. I'm going to fuck Amy Schumer just because I don't want to fuck Chuck Schumer. And I guess I'll kill Chuck Schumer. There you go. I'm killing Amy Schumer, so it's going to take me. <laughs> I'm with you in killing Amy Schumer. Can I just fuck her after she's dead? Well, this is like a pride bonus. This is the kind of nonsense we do for most I'm pride I'm killing shows. David Schwimmer. That's, that's where I'm at. Oh, oh man. Who's going to be Ross the fall bearer? He's, He's a horrible character. character He's horrible. <laughs> that's the point. He's supposed to be horrible, though. He was it's like a bad horrible. guy in wrestling. You can't be he mad at being bad. He tried too hard to be horrible. He tried just hard enough. All right. Well, um, yeah. <laughs> should we talk more about the performances of David Schwimmer over the years, or should we uh, <laughs> talk about anything else? I've got nothing else. What do you guys got? Uh, I guess yeah. we'll give him trumps for McCabe, too, right? <laughs> Anybody that goes to jail for corruption in the government is good to me. If it happens, well, he's not going to jail. No, but you know, all intergovernmental fighting, I give a thumbs up to. But it would be great is if he was indicted and then he started to kind of, you know, cooperate with the investigation. Like everyone was all like, "Oh no, they invited Paul Manafort and uh, that other fucking idiot that didn't really have." any involvement in the Trump administration. They were saying, oh, those are the dominoes that are going to fall Flynn. in the Russian investigation. Well, I think Paul Manafort is just po- a political scumbag. Right. I mean, no, he's I been understand with He's always been a scumbag. No, I, all over the place. I understand that, but like that's how they were playing it up, the Democrats, when he got indicted, even though it was a, he wasn't going to have any information on anything. But w- if McCabe is indicted, then he's actually a source of information regarding all this um, underhanded shit that went down in the FBI where they could actually interview him. God knows what they could find out about the Wiener uh, investigation. And you go from uh, McCabe to the Wiener investigation, then from that to Hillary. And then it's like the outbreak investigation all over again. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. You're following my train of thought. Ish. <laughs> I think we all have to stop and think about that. Uh, he's he's a domino. <laughs> he's a domino that could fall in the um, the deep state. Is what I'm saying. And he provides information that could cause another domino to fall. So and I mean, so, ultimately, is there any chance that Comey and Comey's not going to end up in jail? I mean, this, this is no, not going to happen. But certainly, those memos that he was leaking. One that he was making, then leaking, because that whole story was bullshit because he testified, I think, that four – he made, what, six memos and four of them were classified, but I forget the exact – Well, they just released those to Congress, by the way. Then he he released four of them to his friends, so the math necessarily made it that he released classified information. Um to his law professor buddy to kind of take down Trump. Right. Yeah. Well, they, well, you know, they're going to subpoena. Well, they thought they were going to get a subpoena from Congress. And, uh, I said, this just came out. So I'm not sure exactly what they got, but I think all of the 
whatever his files were, his personal notes about Trump just got released by the uh, Department of Justice. Oh, really? I heard that they didn't comply with the subpoena. No, they just did. They just did to like head it off at the uh, the pass. So I just like right before we got on the call, I saw a news bit about it. I so love how he looks go. like such a jackass. <laughs> like everyone's holding him up. Oh, he's such a virtuous guy. And now he just looks like a petty fuck. Well, I like to see him exposed, mm-hmm. which I think is the last page of the book too. Just a nude photo of James <laughs> Comey holding his junk like the like Dennis Rodman on the cover of Rolling Stone. It, it is funny that like Trump, I think Trump has had this unique thing where he's like pitting, pitting people from the establishment against each other. Like I was just, I just pulled up an article here from Howie's links talking about how Comey, I guess, tears into Rudy Giuliani in his book. Uh, uh, I'm, calling I'm him all like for a, that. Yeah, calling him an egomaniac and um, <laughs> all, all kinds of stuff. He's saying he had, Giuliani had extraordinary confidence and as a young prosecutor, I found his brash style exciting, which is part of what drew me to his office. I loved it. Wait, that, but that doesn't sound bad. <laughs> but what kept me there is his sensual massage. Well, did you see that? Um, oh, the, the most now... dangerous place in New York is between Rudy and a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you're a mogwai and you can't get wet because you'll make more of yourself. So Rudy Giuliani is now on Trump's I... legal team. Of course, yeah, only I Brian got my too. obscure '80s reference. Yeah, that's I like that. It was a, it was a, not only a lisping reference, but also an '80s reference. Yeah, it's a double, double on, double there, double whammy. Yeah, these, yeah. These losers don't appreciate it at all. Moving on. Yeah, I don't need on Trump's legal team. Yeah, why? But but <laughs> if if Trump if Trump was never president, would James Comey and a former FBI director Rudy Giuliani be tearing each other apart? No, I, I don't think so. They'll probably be if they were asking about each other. Oh, they're a fantastic person. I, don't, I think it's. I think it's great. I think it's good. It shows the. Rudy the Giuliani was an FBI state. director. What are you talking about? Who's worse, Giuliani or Comey? I'm going to go with Ooh. Giuliani. Ooh, Giuliani for sure. He was a, an attorney. He was like a U.S. attorney. He was never an FBI director. No, I, I'm not just saying. He was mayor. He, he I'm just mayor comparing them York, as York, people. Right? I as, thought Odie just said he was a former FBI director. Did I mishear that? No, 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 no. U.S. Attorney. I was, I, was, I think, right? I was reading he wasn't from yeah, the U.S. Attorney. Oh, okay. Comey used to work for Giuliani, I guess, or work close, <laughs> or not, not for him, but who's worse, Giuliani or Cuomo, the current overseer? I don't know that much about Cuomo. Cuomo's pretty well, Giuliani bad. was Cuomo's mayor of New York. Cuomo is the Cuomo's governor, governor. Of yeah. the state. Yeah, yeah and Giuliani had the Ron Paul moment, so that makes him it. Well, I don't know. In a way. Maybe Giuliani's a hero because him calling out Ron Paul to clarify his statement and take that back and uh, a thermometer Paul will apologize for that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that made Ron Paul. So yeah, maybe we true. have to thank Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> maybe Rudy Giuliani gets a Giulian A Whoa. instead of a Giulian F. I don't know. I, maybe Rudy Giuliani is really a libertarian and he secretly did that on purpose in order to spark the libertarian moment. <laughs> Thank you very much, John. I was always here to spark the libertarian because moment. He, he, yeah, because he wanted uh, he needed. He's a big pusher for free markets because as a child, his orthodontist was uh, all he could afford because his, his dental insurance didn't cover it. Is that why? <laughs> Government regulation ruined my between Rudy and uh, and Comey. I think Comey's definitely worse because I just go back to the fact that he's a former FBI director. And every single former FBI director is a complete huge scumbag and asshole. So, so I thought. 
That's true. It is kind of like part of the job description. Well, you killed the show, Odie. (laughs) Uh, Why don't we do final thoughts? A segment I just made up. (laughs) When we give our final thoughts about the day. Um, I guess my final thoughts are that it's really weird living in today's reality where I don't disagree with the people that I hear around me, whether they're my relatives that I go to visit or people I drink with at bars or people I work with that think that the world is, I mean, every day I hear people at work, oh, it's just, it's like a living nightmare. It's like a living nightmare. There's so much, just one thing after another, after another. And I hear my relatives, oh, it's just a night, this man is just horrible, horrible, horrible. And I don't disagree with them. So I'm not going to, I, in theory, I don't disagree that what the president does and always has done is horrible. So I'm not about to go defending Donald Trump, but I sit here and think it's been horrible this whole time and it was horrible under Obama. You just didn't give a shit because he went on Ellen and danced and like and was like cool and wasn't this other guy. And it has nothing, nothing, nothing to do with policies. Very little. Some people are substantive and to some extent might be opposed to Trump's immigration rhetoric and policies. And I'm fine with that. But most people that I encounter for the most part are only upset that this stuff is happening happening under Donald Trump, not that this stuff is happening. And that drives me fucking nuts. Yep. Agreed, man. Well, it's like, yeah, kind of like the same note as what you're saying. It drives me nuts when people just comment on these, like a lot of the stuff that they get upset about Trump about is just like really to their lives, completely irrelevant. It means nothing to them and it never will in any way, shape or form affect them directly because, you know, we're, we live in America. We all uh, we were talking about this a little bit at that, you know, the gathering we had uh, Liberty on the Rocks. But magic gathering all have. Yes. Americans all have too much to lose. Why? Because we are living in the most prosperous country in the world. Everybody here is still living pretty goddamn well. And people just have you know, you have the luxury of fucking posting on Facebook and making a big stink about stupid bullshit all day or, or posturing about social justice issues that are non-relevant to 99.9% of the population. And that's my final thought is this. I want people to shut the fuck up and focus on things that are actually... <laughs> of all people to tell people to shut the <laughs> know, fuck exactly, up right here. Exactly. But no, but, and, but this is my point. And focus on what actually matters. Like not getting into wars, like bringing troops home, like reigning in the constant war state that's going on. That's what I want people to start focusing on, like ending the drug war. That's what I want. That's what drives me nuts. Everybody seems to have dropped the ball on these big target issues that affect so many millions of people here and abroad because they're just focused on just, like you said, the hatred of Trump, the minutia of the day. It's just, it's, it's just retarded. Yeah. Odie, what do you got? So, uh, final thoughts. First of all, <clears throat> I just opened a new beer from St. Arnold's Brewing. It's a uh, it's a bright and uh, sessionable. It's called Pub Crawl. It's a pale ale, and it might be my favorite beer. It's delicious. I love it. So, I'm taking another sip. Mm. Ah, damn, that's it good. Sounds like a stall while Odie thinks of something <laughs> to say, personally. No, but my, my final <laughs> thoughts, I, I will really address libertarians with my final thoughts. Because I'm, I agree Uh-oh. with with Mark. I feel like you're going to piss Roger Paxson off right now. That's all I know. Well, I'm not tired. Rod, Roger, you know, I know Roger <laughs> I doesn't assume that care all about. Times. I don't Roger doesn't care about politics. He's living in a cave up in New Hampshire. He wants to <laughs> you know, wall himself off to the world. Whatever, whatever. Okay. I can't Roger wait to you know that's cave. what his wife said when he calls his wife. <laughs> anyway, you know, just to speak to libertarians, because that is most of, most of my interactions, surprisingly, on Facebook is with libertarians. 
And a lot of it is infighting between libertarians, which I think is, is a good thing. I don't think that should go away. But I think at the same time, we need to start to look outside and look left and right. Like Mark was just saying, you know, there are, I mean, obviously people, their senses are heightened right now. They think that the, the world is ending, that Donald Trump is going to end the world. He's going to deport all the gays and lock all the immigrants in cages. Well, none of that is happening. At least people are, are aware right now. So we need to use that awareness to, uh, to raise their awareness to things like the war on drugs, how they're actually locking people in cages for um, consensual transactions and using a plant, things like that. I think we're making progress there. And you know, reaching out to people on the, on the right for you know, things like tax reform and helping these people on the right to understand about how tariffs are, are terrible and bad and um, are going to end up costing consumers more. So I, I think libertarians need to act as unifiers to bring people together because we are in the middle and we have issues on both sides where we can connect people. And we need to start doing that because if we don't start doing that, then it'll be like the last 30 years where we're just kind of here and that's what we'll do. Rico, good luck following up that we are Marshall speech. <laughs> I, I like how uh, you expect me to have a deep thought one. And even if I did have a deep thought, like I never asked for a deep thought. Just a thought. I don't have any thoughts. Just <laughs> marshmallows are delicious. I wasn't even supposed to be on this show. I wasn't. I, I just keep thinking that was it clerks. I wasn't yeah, even supposed clerks. to be here today. So uh, it's true. He wasn't. Strangers who meet me stop ripping me off. That's my deep <laughs> And to what? hear the outline of a story <laughs> about that, you should join. What should you join, guys? The Lions of Liberty Pride. That's right. Lionsofliberty.com slash support. But seriously, guys. For even those of you that don't send us a dime to support this operation, thank you all for listening, for downloading, for joining us each and every, not each and every week, but three times a week for all of our programs, uh, because you are the reason we keep doing this, ultimately. The fact that those downloads keep increasing, the fact that we know we're reaching people, the fact that I can go to an event at a bar in California and human beings want to take a fucking picture with me is so ridiculous. And, and me and Brian had a pictures fucking with picture? people. What, what, what were we doing? This? Not, and, by yeah, the no, way, shocking it. side note, there were two uh, – I just say this because it's amazing because I think everyone's blown away. There were actually two very, very attractive girls that came to our meetup that flew – one girl flew in from Seattle and one girl flew in from Alaska. Just what? 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 I don't hate these women. not true. No, I, I shit you true. not. They were both really – I met the both, guy that flew there from North Carolina. They were both super cool. Yeah, North Carolina. I guess Wait, we were, I was talking to the wrong crowd. to L.A. for this event? <laughs> yes. I was talking to the guy – or South yeah. Carolina. I was talking to the guy from South Carolina for a while. He was a cool dude. Yeah. Bald oh, sorry, like South me. Carolina. I was talking to the guy from uh, from Phoenix. But no, I like how we're calling him the there. guy when surely he's listening because he's that big a fan. But I forgot your name, sir, and you're awesome. And well, it's now support. it's weeks later, and I do apologize that I forgot. Wait, the are name. you sure they weren't flying cool. to see like Dave Smith or Jason Stapleton? Or, <laughs> no, they were to see. Well, it was for the event. Okay, there? like that couldn't have been the only reason. They went <laughs> no, no, the line, these right? two girls flew in just for this. They're both super cool, and it's funny because I told them I was like, you know, I figured you were just like. Uh, you know, coming up. Oh, the ones we were talking bar. to on the balcony when I was hanging out after I was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were talking on the balcony, and yeah, they're like, yeah, "No, we're here. No, we're we're libertarians. We're here for this." I was like, <laughs> I, I literally thought it was a joke for like ten minutes. I'm like, "No, but seriously, tell me another tale." Exactly. Paid you to be here. So funny. <laughs> but and, and they, they weren't the only two. Either. There are other women there. They're also very attractive. Not. I'm just singing those two out because uh, I just I happened to see them. They got there early, 
So that's why it I thought true. it was double There, there are many ladies of liberty, more than you would think. More than you'd think, yeah. More than but, you'd think. Uh, I thought it was zero, so that's why it's more than I would think. But, <laughs> but it was just, yeah, it was pretty funny. All right. Well, I, I think we've gotten through all our deep thoughts, all our thoughts deep and otherwise. And uh, it's been fun, kids. And uh, oh, boy, what's going to happen next? I'll tell you what's going to happen next. You're going to go on Facebook and find our invite for Liberty Behind the Lines and come on Cinco de Mayo to see us, to see me and Brian, to see Scott Horton, Michael Bolden, Jason Stapleton. Hopefully we'll record another podcast. And now you know that women fly from all over the country to be here. So there's <laughs> plenty of motivation for people to come check this event out. We're hoping to make these semi-regular. And um, yeah, until next time, don't forget to tune in this coming Wednesday to Brian here's little program Electric Liberty Land on this very same podcast feed the Lions of Liberty feed hit subscribe also so you do not miss John Odermatt this coming Friday on Felony Friday and uh, to hear more Rico you probably gotta join the Pride or just come hang out at Porkfest these are pretty much your options at that point for more of this guy but until next time folks you know I got only one request of you and that is of course live long and live Wow, we're actually like in sync. Tired. Because I didn't rehearse. I learned a lesson at the beginning of the show. Don't rehearse the thing. Just do the thing. Exactly. Just do it.